Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike check, Mike check. Morning Masters podcast was made of course. I'm back with no thinking out loud. Um, trying to change the angle up, so hopefully this works out good. If it don't, then we'll see. First and foremost, I want to thank all the supporters, listeners. Um, listen, man, I say that a lot, right? But last week, I think, really showed that I got a lot of supporters and listeners because uh, that was probably, at least feeling-wise, the way I felt, I felt like that might have been my worst ever thinking out loud. Now, there's a story behind it, but I don't believe in excuses, so um, that's just on me. I got to take down the chin, and I got to make up for that um, in, 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 in some episodes coming up and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, shout out to y'all, man, for, for not uh, giving me a bunch of negative feedback. <laughs> I didn't get no negative feedback, but... Uh, I just felt it. And, and even in uh, post-production of trying to make clips and things of that nature, like I didn't feel like I had enough uh, good moments uh, during them thinking out louds to to make clips. But, you know, my thinking out louds are really just freestyles, just thoughts that I have, um, just kind of blurting them out and sharing them with you guys. So I, I'm cool with how it come out. But to be doing 50-something of them, and that one just stick out to me. Like, even editing-wise, like, uh, should I put it out? Should I not put it out? I don't know. Uh, so shout-out to y'all, man, for 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 still watching and sharing and, and liking the, the stories and, and the snippets. You know I ain't, you know I ain't like it, right, because I didn't put a full snippet out of it at all. I put it on my story, but that was it. I put it on, like, Snapchat and stuff, but I didn't make no full video for it, for it to come out at all. So almost, like, no promo at all with it, but it still did kind of the same number. So I'm appreciative of that. And if you guys, um, so I'll make up for it. If you didn't like it, definitely let me know. Let me know what you like about it so that I can try to veer off from doing that. But uh, shout out to y'all for sticking through and through. Um, with that being said, though, the story behind it is, is, is should I say it? All right, so I, I did record a thinking, I did record a thinking out loud before that one. And that one was dope to me. At least I felt the, I felt the energy was more put together. However, uh, I had a situation happening during the recording that caused me to do a lot of certain kind of movements and I couldn't like fully finish. Like I was, I needed like one, like maybe five more minutes and I couldn't finish. And so when I packed my stuff, I came here home and I, I finished there. So, and I just didn't, it just didn't feel right. Like I had to do the, re, the intro over or all, all you seen was like a, a replica. And then the original, I kind of, I deleted it by mistake. So I, I was going to put two and two, but my thing I was not like that. It's not editing involved. It's just me talking, free free talking for a certain amount of time and just going. So I want to keep it that way. But um, I want to continue the music. So I will play some music real quick. Um, shout out to y'all. Hopefully I like the music I've been playing. Uh, I haven't got no complaints about it so far. Play a lot of R&B. I do love R&B. I'm not gonna lie. However, uh, I listen to a lot of rap as well, and I like I, Philly artists got me in a chokehold right now. I ain't gonna lie. A lot of Philly rap artists got me in a chokehold right now. So that's what I'm into right now. This is cool. To be real, I'm still working on. To be real. To be real, I still ask myself if I should do rap. To be real, I barely made it. I barely made it. To be real, it ain't a lot of niggas who got my back. It ain't. To be real, it ain't a lot of bitches who I could call. Just the vengeance to snap. Just the bitch, just to check. To be real, it ain't a lot. To be real, it ain't a lot. To be real, don't take a lot. I seen my folks play foul, but I wasn't tripping. Nope. A lot of niggas bite style, I turned up and switched it. Yep. Most people got agendas, they just keep it hidden. We gonna see somebody slipping if we keep on spending. Niggas feeling like they losing, cause I keep on winning. I was losing too. Drugs, I'm abusing too. I 
was moving to crib to crib sharing rooms. What? I had shit in dark crib in an air room. Patience running out a mill away from paper running out. I heard my stomach growl. Heard my stomach growl. What you know about that? Now I just got seated, about to eat that towel. Uh huh. Gotta keep believing. Can't, can't throw in the towel. Gotta keep believing. Can't throw in the towel. Nope. Thankful that I'm breathing, so for that I smile. Yep. Now I just got seated, about to. Gotta smile, baby. Gotta, gotta smile. Can't Don't throw in the towel, baby. To be real, I'm still working on how I react. To be real, I still ask myself if I should do rap. To be real, hey, this is a nostalgic moment, man. To be real, it ain't a lot of niggas I actually uh to be real, found my old more than a masses book when I first started doing interviews. Just a bit, just to check. To be real, it ain't a lot. To be real, I got a bunch of stuff in here. I was cool with getting by. Drugs ahead, you not focused, not getting fly. I know bitches got motives and it for the line. Everybody want their moment just to stun and shine. Little niggas want to clone it, but I got in time. Niggas act so bogus and they out of line. Might take a little minute, but I gotta climb. Might take a little distance, but I gotta find. When, when I feel I'm like getting mad, I try being calm. Gotta be Tell calm, man. I be getting mad a lot lately, too. I think niggas been envied. I was being blind. Zoom call early morning. I tapped in with Don. Fan roll pass like, damn, that nigga on and on. What? Like he, he said, said he is. There's no time for petty shit. I played the, what? I played the silly shit. When I made the, I made I the, the Getty, Getty lit. Damn. To be real, I'm still working on how I react. To be real, I still ask myself if I should do right. Hey, hold on. My check, my check, Morning Masters podcast, your main of course. Let me go ahead and turn this stuff off. Don't need no interference in my stuff, man. Take that out. Take that out. Hopefully y'all can hear that stuff. My check, my check, Morning Masters podcast. Man, I was saying, man, I found my old uh, book. I used to use this book right here, right? This very book you see right here. I used to use this. I used to do interviews. I got, uh, it's a domestic violence episode I did with Shanera. Shout out to her. Um, depression, uh, perception. I broke down some stuff. Uh, whew, I got a bunch of stuff. Healthy Jaws episode, which I never even, I never even did this episode. So I, I used to have questions for stuff I didn't even do. I was always just, always just prepared, man. Food tour, Will didn't do that episode, but I had questions ready for him. So I'll be telling y'all stuff. April, uh, this is, no, I don't know who that is. Let me not say that. I don't know what that's about. Uh, talking too much now. <laughs> oh, my God. Kendra Clay. Shout out to Kendra. Kent and Jamal. Shout out to Big Ken. Quad on here. Man, I got interviews for days. Episode 66, Conquer Jones. Bramaya, she's a teacher. Bomani, uh, Quentin. Shout out to Quentin. Danny Blaze and Cassandra. Shout out to them. They was doing a movie with Carlton Clay. Man, I got movies in here. Fast Towns. I read my heart. My favorite movie. Uh... Jesus Christ, man! I got some joint. I got I got stuff, man. This is I like to find this book, man. This is I used to uh, write my my questions in there, and I used to write any anything. If I was doing an episode alone, I write all my notes and stuff in there. And that's why, like, it's funny, right? So I started the episode. I was talking about you know a, a, a bad episode I had last week. But when you think about it, it's funny how stuff work out because I used to be so organized. I had nothing but time back then. I wasn't I wasn't in the position I am in now. Um, at the time. I wasn't doing all that I was doing. Uh, the weight on my shoulders then isn't the weight on my shoulders now. The way I carry the weight on my shoulders then isn't the way I carry the uh, weight on my shoulders now. So I had more time to do stuff and certain things that's that's important to me now wasn't important to me then. So I wouldn't care and I would just write in my book all the time. Write any uh, any questions, interviews. Like I said, I got people in there that I never did interviews in, and they still got the same businesses and everything. So uh, shout out to me, shout out to them, man. I just that's just a moment I want to share with y'all, man. That's, I feel like it was. 
I don't know. Y'all might, y'all might not care about that. I care about it, though. So um, I got Mortal Masters hat on, just in case, you know. This is old. I got this a long time ago, Mortal Masters hat. Got my podcast and chill shirt on. Hey, it's a medium, so you might see me keep bringing it down. I'm not a medium at all. I'm definitely a large or uh, uh, extra large now. I gained some weight. What can I say? Uh, we all do, don't we? You know what I'm saying? Don't fat shame me. Uh, yeah, man, nothing I'm allowed. So I apologize, like I said, for last week. Uh, I want to make it up this week. So one of the things I did want to touch on, a couple of things. First of all, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said, um, I don't know they had attitude or just a bad day or what, but they said something, something, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, you like to go tit for tat, da, da, da. This is the thing about the tit for tat, right? I don't like to go tit for tat. Let me tell you why. I don't like to go tit for tat because, for one, I the, the way I'm wired, I want to win almost at everything. I don't have to win. But I want to win at everything. So when somebody say you like to go tip a tap, I don't like making people feel like shit. I don't like dissing people. I don't like feeling like I have to have one up on somebody. I don't want to have that 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 type of situation. But when it comes down to it and that and that has to happen, then I definitely will tie my boots up and I'm ready to go. You know? But I feel like I've been doing so well, like not doing it. I've I I I the guy just said in the, in the song, he said, when I feel like being mad, I, I start being calm. And that's how, when I feel like being mad, or I feel like I'm I'm about to go tip and tell. I feel like I'm about to just show you and show you this. I, once I get in that mindset, like, oh, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you. I usually just chill, sit back, see if it's worth it or not. And then either let it go or you go full throttle with it. And for the past couple of years, I've been letting it go. I haven't been back. I haven't did tip and tap with nobody. I haven't gone back and forth with nobody. I slipped up one time, and I ain't going to bring it up too crazy, but the last time I went and tip and tap with somebody, I ended up being on a 30-minute phone call of somebody just apologizing, copying, and, and I just don't, I don't need that, bro. Like, I don't need that in my life, and it's, it's just weird energy for no reason when I could place energy somewhere else. Instead of going tip and tap, I could probably be writing, I'm going to make another book like this, I could be writing my book, uh, doing more podcasts, and, and, and doing real-life stuff that I have to do, so... That bothers me to think that. Just for somebody to think that. That's another thing. I think it's the it's the fact that people would think that they're important enough to go tip for tat. You know, that's a choice. You know, when somebody chooses to go tip for tat with you, that's a choice. And I don't think there's nobody right now that's. And I'm on a mission right now. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I'm on a mission in 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 a couple of spectrums in life, and I don't want nobody to stop that mission. So, for somebody to think I want to go tip for tat with them, it's like, you think you worth my time like that much that's crazy that's crazy my thing what happens is people know an old version of you and they hold you to that version and that's fine that ain't my business don't hold me to that version of me you know what i'm saying you hold me to a, a younger version of myself that's cool because i was cool when i was young too so i ain't gonna say that like you know I, I don't have a lot of them ways in me but as far as going tip attack man i got so much rid of my shoulders right now i got so much things it's so much it's so much in my day-to-day that requires me to be attentive and alert and uh, uh, functioning that I would be remiss to ever think that I should go tit for tat with somebody who isn't important enough for me to go tit for tat with. And it's not even this nobody. I'm just, this what happened a minute ago, but just the thought, I, the thought came back up. Like the nervous somebody to think that I'm going tit for tat with them. Like that's crazy. As hell. I got real shit. I got real, sorry. I got real stuff going on. I got real goals I'm trying to make. My goal is not to get one up on somebody. Actually, right now in life, the way I'm moving, if you get one up on me, you can have it right now, bro. Like, 
Because I'm thinking long ball. I ain't thinking Thursday. I'm thinking next year. So and that's 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 my that's my my battle right now. I think a lot of times we think too much in the moment. I'm not thinking in the moment right now. I'm I'm living in the moment, but I, I'm making moves for the future. And I'm not arguing nobody. Uh, I'll go and tip and tap nobody unless I just have to show you something. That if you disrespect me or something like that, that's different. So keep that in mind, people. Just don't say my name in a in a negative way, and then we should be good. But other than that, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good to go. Um, I did want to touch. So I don't know if I should touch on this first or second, but you know, we're gonna you're gonna go with it. So what I do got in my in store, um, somebody said they wanted me to talk more about my day to day um and management and what I do outside of, you know, podcasting my 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 my, my real life. I was hesitant at first, you know, but I remember a guy from my last location actually sent me some questions for his project. And I answered him in a hurry because he needed them. But I want to kind of revisit those questions. He sent me like eight questions about just management and what I do. And it's kind of catered towards a, towards like a personal question. Like, what do you do here? Who who, who Who's this? Why, what about this? Mistakes you made? Stuff like this. So I want to kind of answer those questions and um, give y'all some intel on just on me. But before I get into that, there's a post. I, I normally, I always talk about posts. There's a post that I saw <laughs> that I want to address. It's not. It's not negative, man. It's just, I don't know. People say some weird stuff on Facebook, and I get it, man. I get it. You know, it's it's, it's a mentality thing, man. Uh, as a Capricorn, I would never like a Libra. Huh. Hey, we gotta find out. Jay Paul, you my man, bro. Like, you know, we cool. We went to school together. Cool individual, man. I hate to call you out in the podcast, man, but you got this disdain towards Libras, man, and I really gotta figure out where it came from. I don't know who hurt you, or 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 I ain't gonna say they hurt you. Let me not let me not let me not say that. I don't know who tried to play you, and you know thought they thought they thought they were gonna get off on Jay Paul, and you was like, hey, hey, stop, it ain't happening. But bro, like you know, we some good people, man. But in the day, you know, what I'm saying find you a Libra, Jay Paul. I feel like you want one. You just you must want that one. I don't know what they did, but we gonna talk behind the scenes. And you my guy, man. Shout out to Jay Paul. That's not the post I wanna read though. Uh, I want read another post. It says. I usually don't get on Facebook with the bull, but I was blocked in at 3DL tonight with this fat, sloppy-ass, short, ugly-ass nigga arguing with me about my truck. You mad because my sh- nice and you driving a little-ass two-door 1991 Honda? Then the N-word works at my job cleaning dirty laundry. F out of here. Maybe making $10 an hour, man. Bye. Oh, maybe making $10 an hour. Man, bye. That's better. <laughs> Go get that dirty sh- up sheet off the ninth floor. P U S S Y. Um, no relation to the podcast once again. No relation at all. I just read it because, hey, look, man, it's Black History Month, man. We gotta stop down people, man. If somebody makes ten thousand hour, seven thousand hour, we gotta stop belittling them, man. I don't know what that situation about, but I just hated the fact that when we are when we are mad, we start to try to figure out what people make per hour and. And we feel like we're better than them because they make a, letter, a less amount of money per hour than us. And that's just corny to me. And especially Black History Month. Like, come on, bro. If you're going to do it, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Anyway, um, the post I've been seeing going around, I want to talk about this first before I get into my one again, too. The post I've been seeing going around, and I wanted to address it, was it says, I ain't having no kids unless I can promise them both parents. The person that shared this said, realistically, don't even think about having kids. Now, shout out to her, because that's, that's, that's a real thought. 
my, my, let me tell you my problem with the post, right? My problem with the post is that I know deep down somewhere somebody really thinks that way and believes that, right? And there's nothing wrong with wanting uh, your kids to have two parents. Actually, that should be a goal. It's not. It's, that should be the norm. I know society has shown us, taught us, and we see it and we live it that that's not the norm. But that should be the norm. It shouldn't be something that you yearn for. It should be something that's just there, right? But then it's this big, big ass, big, humongous barrier, right? And it's called life, and that should be in the way for everybody. Like it's in everybody's way, right? Because you got to go through it. You got to go through life to get to whatever. And life, well, life, life starts lifing, and it's a wrap. So I, I agree with the share, like. Realistically, don't have kids. I'm cool with the mindset. I'm cool with if that's just a mindset, something you're trying to manifest, if that's like a manifestation quote, post, or something like that. But I know deep down there's somebody that really believes that. Like, and I want, I want, I want to ask anybody that 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 feels that way, that shared that post in agreement is do you think that people that have kids and they're the only parent, or do you think that kids that have one parent? Do you think that parent really decided, like, you know what? I'm gonna give my kid one parent. No, I, I, just, I just, I just don't see it. Life happens, bro. Like, life starts happening. Like, there's so much that comes along with that that process of of parenting, of becoming a a, a, a mom, a dad, a father, a mother. Uh, it's so much with that process. And to be honest with you, everybody ain't built for it. Like, that's a huge responsibility that everybody cannot cannot deliver on um to say the least the 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 mindset of i'm not having kids unless i can promise you can't promise that that's the the reality of things is this you can't promise anything from anybody um at all the person even when you have kids with someone right i'll i'll use my own example because I don't want to use somebody else and they say, oh, this, you know, people like to pick apart your arguments based on what they, what their stance on, 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 on the, 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 the argument at hand or the, the topic at hand. So I don't want to pick up, I don't mind picking apart. For me, right, the person I was before I had kids and the person I, I, I end up, you know, being or turning into or um, growing into, learning myself more in that process and who I am now is night and day. So granted, I will live in my kid's life every single day, every step of the way, right? However, you change the person, right? And a lot of times people can't separate the the parenthood from the relationship. And that also plays a, a factor in it. So it's cool to to, to want your, your your kids to have two parents. I mean that's that's that should be the norm. Like I said, that should be the norm. It shouldn't be something that we should debate about. If it takes two to make one, so it should always be two there to 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 grow that that one and to parent and 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 and, and develop that one. However, some people aren't mature enough to make those transitions to adapt to that lifestyle, that life of now uh you have a, a human being in this world that that needs you, you know. Um, now, even if the relationship don't don't work out, I have to work together to still develop this creation that you guys made. And that's and also another part. You can't even promise that. I know the reality of it in the Bible, you know, you got your religion and all that stuff, like you should get married and you do this, you do it the right way, da da da. People get divorced. Cause like I said, everybody has to get through this big barrier called life. You can get married and get divorced. 
You can get married. You can do everything right. You can wait till you're married to have sex. You can have. Se- you can get married. Then you can have sex. You can get pregnant, and you can still get divorced. You can still be a single mother or a single parent or a single dad, whatever. I'm not going gender based. Life happens. You're not gonna be able to ever promise this, you know. And it's not in your hands sometimes. And I think what happens is you'll lose a lot of yourself, whether man or woman, uh, trying to make another person parent. Like that, this, this whole idea of uh, you know I'm not having no kids unless like I promise both parents. You can't promise both parents. So I guess the, uh, unless the post just means you're not having no kids, and then I miss, I missed the point. Who open my head, man? You idiot. Cool. I take I take it. I take the loss on the chin with that one. But the reality of that post is this, man. You cannot promise anything. You know, uh, you can't promise anything because you don't know about your own situation. You don't know if you're gonna be the same. You don't know if you can be able to some. Uh, you, you don't know if you will be able to 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 step to the challenge. Uh, you can succumb to the parenthood. It's so many other factors that determine that. Like, I say, I want to tell talk about this, and I want to still get into what I want to get into. But I want to talk about this. You know, I, I wish if I could change something in life, just in just in life, right? I think it would be uh, the, my, after my first daughter was born, Brooke, my oldest daughter, uh, just not knowing that whole process of okay, women are gonna go through a different transition. Uh, than than men, right? That's for one. Women are also gonna go through a transition where they're gonna feel a way about themselves, and because they feel a way about themselves, they're going to act a little differently. Their their mindset is different. Uh, the way they react to things are different. The way that they speak about things are different. Their approach to certain things are different. So whereas you know, in my in my my situation, I used to think like, yo, why the she trying to tell me what to do? Which if y'all know me, I know I don't like that. But that was different back then. Back then, I was okay with it because I wasn't who I am. I grew to be, I grew and developed, but I wasn't who I am. I was a younger kid, and it was fine back then. I, I, I didn't trip on that too, too much. However, what I did notice was that, okay, this the, the mother of my, my, my children probably felt like she wasn't pretty no more. She probably felt like, you know, I wasn't attracted to her at the time. She probably felt like, you know, she wanted to get in, in her own space. It's like that That's a big deal. She probably felt a lot of things she felt differently on because here she was a, you know, 22-year-old uh, young woman, now a 22-year-old mom, and those are night and day, right? And being young as I was then, I didn't know that, you know, you had postpartum depression or I ain't know none of the, none of the, none of the things I know now that I speak about openly that I learned, learned, learn, learn about, that I read upon. I didn't know none of that stuff then. Right. Had I known some of that stuff, I probably could have been um better, better, better support. You know, a better support. And then certain things probably wouldn't happen. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I'm cool how life how life went. I'm not saying I want to change anything like that, but I do think that that's another thing because deep down, I'm pretty sure even probably my, my mom, my, my kid's mom, probably felt like, you know, I'm going to promise my girls are not going to grow up like me with my parents separated, and then boom, look what happens, right? You can't promise that because she can't account for me and, and, and what, I, what my plans was or, you know, how I how I came up or, you know, what I, my, my lack of knowledge in certain areas and things of that nature, and then you just kind of just spread apart. Like, like I said, life happens. Life happens. She had to go her way. I had to go my way. We had to still learn, be there for the kids. Boom, 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 and it happens. Cool, life is going life. You just can't promise them kind of things, and that's my only gripe with that post. I've seen a lot of people posting it, and it's normally people that don't have kids yet, and I try to stay away from the whole mindset of, 
if you don't have kids, you can't speak on things with kids because the reality of it is this. Before you have kids, I think your ideology on things are just very vague. It, and it's true still, true, still true ideology. You might feel like you can have both kids, you can have both parents, you can have this, you can have that. And those are good to, like I said, those are good things to manifest to want and it should be the norm. But when you do start, when you have kids or you, you, you're in that position, you're in that situation and you got to go through that big, big barrier called life, you realize that it's not as simple as saying, hey, I want this, I want that. For some, it will be. For some, it will be, you know. But for everybody, everybody's path is different. Everybody's life is different. Um, we all going through the same thing of life, but everybody going through different doors, having different styles, different different challenges, uh, facing different environments, uh, facing different people. Uh, it's so much that that's going on that you really can't ever say, um, I'm not having no kids unless I can promise you just not having kids. That that's it. Like that's the only answer to that question. If you if you sit here and tell me I'm not having no kids unless I can promise they have both parents, you're telling me right now just tie your tubes up or you're not having no kids. You you're done because let's take for, let's take that out out the equation. Let's just say for instance that's not even the case. Let's say that you don't. It's not it's not that y'all broke up. Uh, you know, people people life has to end. It's also somebody life end. Now, boom, you got one parent. You can't promise that. You never know what's gonna happen. So you just can't promise it. Maybe I took that 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 post a little too literal because I feel like I went a little hard for no reason just now. But yeah, it was bothering me that people were saying that because it's almost like a slap in the face to me. And I know it's not meant that way, but it's almost like a slap in the face to me because there are people who two parents, even though it should be the norm, I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Two parents aren't always the healthiest thing because you can have two people that shouldn't even be together and you really, you really ruining this, this kid's environment. Y'all, don't, y'all can't stand each other. Y'all shouldn't even be around each other. But just for the sake of having a two-parent household or whatever the case may be, and that's not always the, the best, the, in the best interest. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just so many different different variables that that, that, that that can be taken. But for me, I would look at it as a shot to people who don't have two parents and then we go into the whole you picked the wrong baby daddy or you picked the wrong baby mama blah 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 I, you know my, my my stance on that is always going to stay the same um I don't feel like a lot of people always know that the person that they uh is it procreate or recreate I don't know person that they they, they have they have kids with or they get in, they get pregnant by or they get pregnant I don't think that they if they, if it's not intentional, I don't know if I can uh, you know blame them for that per se. But I'll say this: people change, man. People change. Uh, now, if you do it multiple times, if you got like four or five uh, kids by four or five different people and they all trash, then your argument might not stick with me. But if you just got one, you want you know one 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 kid by one person, and that person happens to not be ish. Uh, I would, I would, I probably wouldn't doubt you for it, even if you tell me, you know, oh, I knew he wasn't, sh- I, you know, whatever. Naturally, people have hope, so naturally, you want people to change. Naturally, you want people to adapt. Um, a man or a woman will show you a lot of things, uh, before things hit the fan, and then when hit things hit the fan, they'll show you something different. So, um, and that's a word. Ooh, that's a word. <laughs> a man or a woman both will do that. They'll, they'll show you so many different things until 
things hit the fan, it's like, okay, well, you you, oh, you can't do it now. Uh, only when it's not crunch time, you know. People fall under pressure, you know. Um, and pressure for some people could be kids, you know. It could be uh, it could be relationships. It could be truth, you know. It could be anything. So um, that post just really, really bothered me a little bit. But, uh, yeah, don't promise anything like that because I always say this, too. People always will. People will, oh, that wouldn't be me or that can't be me or wouldn't be me, blah, blah, blah. And then it'd be you. Like, I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've seen a girl, I've seen a woman say that, man. I've seen a woman shout shout to her. I hope she get out, get out of whatever she, get out, whatever she got herself into. But I done seen her talk so much trash about other women and, oh, couldn't be my nigga, couldn't be my nigga. And I seen her man on a date went live on Facebook and she watching it and she back with him <laughs> you know and that's crazy to me like you could you could you could do a lot of stuff to me but you're not gonna publicly embarrass me and then no it's just no way but to each his own I ain't gonna say it couldn't be me because it could be me I'm just saying don't say it couldn't be you because when you say it out loud I think somebody hear it and they be like all right cool life <laughs> See how that came full circle? Um, but let me get into this uh, other thing real quick. All right, so so I wanted to get into the other thing real quick. Yeah, somebody sent me. They asked me. Sorry, phone going crazy. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. So I want to get into this. So uh anybody that knows knows me, they know I'm in management. All right. So um I work for I work for a Fortune 500 company. Okay. And I don't know if that means anything to y'all, if that's a big flex or not. I'm I could say the name where I work, but you know, to me it's just that. But when you say Fortune 500 company, it sounds so like uh, suave. It sounds very real sophisticated. So I'm gonna say that again. <clears throat> so I'm a salary member of management at a Fortune 500 company. Yeah, it didn't really sound that good. Anyway, sound like an asshole, really. But um, yeah, so I work at a, a Fortune 500 company, and I'm a salary member of management there, and I've been doing that position for um, a little over a year, uh, almost like 18 months now. So about a year and a half. Um, I think I've done an okay job for the most part. And uh, somebody who, I guess you could say, kind of looks up to me um, or just admires, you know, how I handle things, whether it's, you know, pressure or whatever, just problems that day to day. And they wanted me to uh, help them on a project because they had a project about, they're going to school for business. Excuse me, business management. And so he wanted me to help on this project. So I said, yeah, sure, of course. So he sent me some questions and I want to, um, you know, I guess I want to just answer them real quick. So it says, briefly describe your current position and responsibilities. So it's a lot of responsibilities, right? Um, but like I said, I'm a assistant store manager. So even though I have a I have a uh, a area of penetration that I need to focus on, technically speaking, uh, from one side to the other side, front to back of the building, behind the building, parking lot in the building, all that is is my um, responsibility. Uh, technically speaking, right? So um, I run all the day-to-day 
operations. Um, uh, make sure everything running smooth. Make sure the store is clean and safe. Make sure all the customers being taken care of. Make sure all the associates and and anything and anybody is being uh, productive. I make sure to uh, de-escalate situations, handle all any any big issues. I I do a lot. You know, you gotta cover handle payroll. You gotta handle expenses. You gotta run the business. You gotta run the plays. Uh, you know, you setting you setting up pause throughout the day. You are watching uh, customer interaction to see what's what's selling, what's not selling, uh, and then you're working. But you're doing all that through people. So I'm not just. It's not like I'm physically running, getting this, running, getting that, running, getting that. But part of my my my, my position, my job is to uh, see who's available to do these things, right, and then get them to do it. But also have to be very uh, detailed in what I want them to do so that they do it right the first time. Because if not, then I got to be a different person so they can do it right the second time. If it's not done that way, then I got to be a different person again so we can figure out why, why you didn't do it right the second time. Because at that point, I'm going to get somebody else to do it. But I'm going to figure out why you didn't do it right the second time. So, and I have to be, so mind you, like me, even me speaking like that is different, right? So that's briefly uh, what I do. Um, it says, what do your subordinates expect from you on a job? So I told him, I said, support leadership, training and honest feedback, support the decisions and lead by example. Also guidance if needed. Um, so for me in my position, I have uh, two, at least in my, in my concentrated area, I have a department supervisor for each for each department that's, that I'm over. So what they expect from me is I would I, I work through them. So anything need to be done, I kind of tell them the plays. I might know ahead ahead of time. I might know in advance. So we have to set up, prepare. If we see, I'll just give you an example. If we see uh, a bunch of uh, patio furniture come in, I have to say, hey, look, a play is going to be set up in three weeks from now to put that patio furniture here. So let's put it here for now to see if we can sell it. And then we'll gradually move it over there, whatever the case may be. I'm saying we, but it's not necessarily my job to do so. All right, I tell them. They can either do it themselves if they want to, or they can get people that's under them, their subordinates, to do so. Um, so that's one way. Um, training. You always want to train somebody up. You want somebody to take your spot if, for some reason, uh, you choose to step up, if you are going to somewhere different, another, another, another area of the store, or if this to train them up so they can also, you know, make more money and get promoted and things of that nature. So in doing so or that, you have to make sure that, you can't just keep all knowledge to yourself. So you have to, if I know some things, I have to take that extra five, 10 minutes. Hey, yo, come walk with me real quick. We're walking around the building. I'm showing them things. I'm showing them this. I'm showing them why I would do that differently. I was showing them maybe something they did. I see y'all did that, but it could have been tighter or you should have priced that or, you know, you should have put that there to have an attachment to go with that. You got this soil, you should have put these patio blockers and then some some plants here so you can sell all the group just to generate more revenue. Certain, certain things like that. Um, if it's a, a associate problem, like, don't you come to me real quick? I gotta talk to the associate. I want you to be there. I want you to see how I'm talking to the associate, how I'm, how calm I'm being, when to when to to not be calm, when to lean in, you know, you know when to fall back. Just the teaching and training aspect of things. Uh, you want to make sure that you're training them on that, giving them honest feedback. Hey, yo, um, I know last night you had two associates with you last last night closing the department. You know, I feel like you kind of could have went over to another area and gave them some tasks and then followed back up with them. And while you did that, you could have went to the area and, and fixed this area since you was here last night as a member of management. You know, you should probably want to uh, learn all the areas of the store because you may not always be in this area. 
it's just a certain way you talk to them and talk to the associates. So anybody up under me, that's that's kind of what I'm giving you. Um, and also, I, I joke a lot. I joke. I play. I want to make sure you know it's not all just strictly business. You want to uh, have fun. You want to enjoy what you work at. So I'm showing them also fun ways to do the job. So I don't always be do this, do this, do this, do this. Sometimes I'm joking. We laughing. I'm joking with how I'm working hard on you. Sometimes I'm coming physically to help you out. I may do something with you so that you know I can do it. If you know I can do it, then naturally I will hope um, you want to learn how to do it. So then once you know how to do it, you can then train somebody else. And now we keep training. That's management anyway. We're training, we're training, we're training, we're training to make our job easier. Once I train my subordinates on how to do things and how to look for certain things and things I'm looking for and things I'm expecting, I set my expectations. Then they can set their expectations. And the relationship I have with my subordinates are key because however our relationship is, I would want it to mirror how their uh, relationship is with their subordinates. So if me and my two subordinates got a real good relationship and they know what I want, I ain't got to tell them what to do, I want them to have the same relationship with their subordinates so that we can either help other areas of the store or that we can just run the business run the business more smooth. So um, I hope that wasn't too long with it. I'm sorry if I'm being long with it. Um, it says, what are the major stresses <laughs> and challenges you face on the job? So I'm not going to lie to you. If you listen to Thinking Out Loud from all last year, that was my escape really from depression and just everything. Last year I had... I had a different, I had a storm edge. I worked in Aiken, first of all, so the drive was already crazy. Um, the team wasn't wasn't the greatest. Um, we were a good team, but we had some weak links on the team. Um, people that had been there for a long time that I just felt like I, I couldn't learn nothing from. So that, that when I say something about, you know, the training and, and all that stuff, that's 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 important. That's an important uh, component in being a good manager. That's just being good, not even being great, just being good. And I didn't get that from them. Uh, I felt like I went there with a lot of, well, not a lot of experience. I had the least experience, but I would feel like I was being called on the most for whatever reason. So a lot of stress there because you normally have, I think the, one, of the, one of the main stresses I always face is knowing that you have peers that can't, that can't do their job at the same level you do your job at. And then it kind of brings you down sometimes because you start to fall back. Okay, well, I ain't doing all this. Or you're able to do what you need to do and also other areas of the store. And it's like, well, why can't we all do that? That's the stress of the job. Um, I work in retail, so things are steady changing. You got different seasons. So right now it's about to be busy season. About to go into what, spring. So about to get crazy out there, you know. And I, I, I always run the garden, so it's going to be crazy. Um, that's a stress level in itself because – it's like I'm in a district too where uh, we want to be number one in everything. So I mentioned earlier about wanting to win, right? That mentality of wanting to win, wanting to be number one. That's the same mentality that the district has. So it's not that it's stressing. It's not that it's stressful because it's not. It's just the the want and the will to want to be number one in everything is what's stressful. Not wanting to be subpar is uh, what's stressful. I think in management, management isn't hard at all. Because management management is only a position. It's a position, and you're just telling people, that's it, that's management. But wanting to be great and wanting to be good at it is what's stressful. Wanting to uh, have an impact on people's uh, lives day to day, a good impact is what's stressful because it's hard to do that sometimes because you have to be firm, but then you want to kind of fall back and have fun. You, know, you want people to enjoy their work. You want people to want to come to work. 
Um, so that's that's the stress level. Um, what did what did I tell him? I told him, I said long hours, new processes where on a body and mind, dealing with a bunch of different personalities on a daily on a daily basis can also be draining. So yeah, man, you deal with so many personalities. Like I said, if you're a great manager, you step outside your comfort zone, outside your realm. So I might be over this one quarter of the store, but I walk the whole store all day, every day. So I'm touching bases with a lot of different personalities. You know, one person might have a bad day and I have to kind of not, not be okay with it per se, but have to kind of look at that and then manage differently, manage accordingly rather to that person. Somebody else might just be not having a bad day, but they've been not working for seven days straight. Now I got to be a little firm with that person. Somebody else might be working super hard and then they mad because their peers aren't working super hard, but I have to also be fair and get other sides of the story first before I can just agree with that associate. And there's so much that's, that's going on all in this one time span because these ain't even my people, per se. You know? So that's that's another stress. It's just different personalities you're dealing with every day, and you have to start to learn those personalities and learn those behaviors. Um, and then also picking and choosing uh, when and how to deal with certain people. Uh, the long hours, so... Uh, if I go in at 5 in the morning, I'll probably leave until about 5, 5.36 anyway. If I go in at 7, I'll probably leave about 6, 6.37, 8 o'clock. If I'm closing, well, bye, bye. Because of design, I have to leave by a certain time. But in all actuality, if it was up to me, I would stay a little later. And like I said, that's just me. That's just me. I can't speak for other people. Uh, somebody else that's doing the same position might tell you, oh, I get on time. And every store is different. Every, uh... Every store has a different customer base, customer centric, uh, and and a customer count, and also a customer uh, demographic. Their demographic customers are different too, so all that matters as well. Uh, what's the next question? What, if anything, do you dislike the job? Oh, do you dislike about the job? I put, I love the job. I dislike that retail has completely changed since COVID. That's the only thing about being in management right now. I think, so I could sit here and say I worked with my company since 2014, which would be, which would make nine years in this coming April, right? Technically speaking, I could say that. So I worked at this company for, for nine years. But in reality, I've only worked at this company for three years because when COVID came, that changed retail completely. Uh, retail is not what it once was. It's moving faster now. It's a different ball game. It changed the world. So this is a whole new company. The company I came into when I was 2014 is not the company that's 2023 right now, which granted you always want to grow, blossom and expand, you know, your business. But COVID made things change. And that's the only thing I probably, you know, dislike about the job right now is that because of COVID, we're continuously changing things because it, it keeps leaving but coming back. You know, I, we, we don't have to deal with it now, per se, like, before I putting a handle on it. But now it's a whole new society we're living in. This is a new society. This is a new America. You know how they got up. Well, I ain't going to get biblical. I don't want to get into all that. You can do that. What do you like best about your job? I told him having an impact on people who want to grow. Um, I ain't going to lie. The money is cool, too. I'm not going to say a lot to you, right? The money is, is definitely cool. The more I like, I do like that we get the bonuses. The bonus time I like the most. Um, I haven't really gotten a bonus. I really can say, oh, I love yeah, but money is money, right? Uh, so I do like that aspect. I like, I like the fact that in real life, it mirrors in real life because in real life, I like to be in charge. I like to take control. I like to be the one that's 
uh, solving a problem. I like to be the one that's that you're gonna call on when you have an issue. I, I like to be one looked at. So I will post something other day. I posted this. Uh, or I reshared. I shared this post and it says something about uh, Mister Make It Happen. That's what I like to be looked at as. I like people look at me and say, I can call him and not worry about the situation. In management, that's what manager is really, right? So in management, somebody should be able to talk, call me and feel like he going to have it under control. But, of course, it don't always go that way, right? But that's how it should be. And I feel like that's, that's my, no, that's what I like most about the job. I like the fact that it mirrors me in real life now. But also, I feel like the job has also shaped me in real life. So I learned so much stuff on the job that I end up, conforming in real life because who I am now is not who I was a couple years ago even being in management a couple years ago I was not the same person I knew I was in charge I knew I made the most money out there but as far as like like stepping into that role I I just didn't do it and then once I started to do it and I started to do it outside of life and I realized that you know it was for my best interest and my best benefit to do those things yeah man I I thought it was dope I continue to do that and I do it now um what are the critical differences between average managers and top performing managers? Oh, my God. So I told him, I put this, I said, the why behind what you do, whether it be money, impact, leadership, wanting to grow, the why is very critical behind why you are in management. When I say that, I mean this. Because the question was, uh, the differences between average managers and top performing managers. So a top performing manager, for one, he wants to be number one, Right. He wants to not just the money one manager. He wants to be the go-to guy that Mr. Make It Happen. He wants to be the person you call on when you have an issue. He wants to be the person that he wants to be the face of the building. He wants to run the building, run the store, run the run the business. And he also wants to train, develop those people up under him to do the same. He wants the best for everybody. He wants for the people, or she wants for the people that want to grow to grow. An average manager, I mean, the bare minimum, you know. Because not, nothing, doing the bare minimum is, is still doing, right? But it's the bare minimum. So you're not really a top performer. You're just an average manager. Which, in, like I said, retail has changed. So in today's climate, finding an average manager might not be that bad. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, it might be a good thing. But in all actuality, yeah, uh, a top performer manager. I don't know if I would consider, I mean, I'm not into like the rankings like that, you know. But I would say top performing managers are heavily relied on, uh, heavily overly used, usually under underpaid. But that's why I said the why behind what you're doing it for, it, it, it determines, you know, it, it really plays a factor. If you're doing it for money, you're probably not going to be a top performing manager. If you're doing management for money, you will probably not be a top performing manager because if I make $75,000 a year and you make $75,000 a year, but I ain't doing nothing, and I do it for the money. I come in money. I come in management making 75K a year. I'm gonna do what you do. If you ain't doing nothing, I'm gonna do nothing. Right? So if I'm doing it for the money and I'm making good money, I'm okay where I'm at. I, I'm what's the word? I'm complacent. I'm good. I'm here. I ain't gotta do all that stuff. But a top performer manager wants to always excel, gets, you know, get better and better at what he's doing, learn more and more, learn more and more, grow more and more people, train more and more people, develop more and more people. Uh, obtain more and more knowledge, give out more and more knowledge, uh, just be better at certain areas and just continue to get better. That's what a uh, top performer manager wants. You want to you want to outperform other people. Um, you want to get raises. You want to move up in a company. You want to 
you want to get promoted. So you don't want to stay stagnant in that one spot the whole time. So that's also a reason why a difference. But I think it's sometimes it's, it's how you are in real life. So if you look at a regular uh, average manager and a top four manager, I think, t- in my opinion, mind you, this is just my opinion. One of the main uh, ingredients that that dif- that differentiate a regular manager or average manager and a top performing manager is that leadership aspect. So I feel like this. I feel like you could be in management and not not be great in leadership, but you could also be great in leadership and not be in management. But I feel like to be a top performing manager, you got to have both. You got to have leadership and management. Management is just this. Okay, look, guys, uh, they saying we have, you know, 500 hours, so I'm at the send you ate home, y'all work, that should be five hundred dollars, we good to go. Y'all know what you gotta do, go ahead and do it. I'm gonna, you know, talk to y'all later. That's 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 a that's an average manager. He made sure payroll was straight, you know. Um he told him what to do. He said I'll come back checking y'all later. And, you know, that's that. You know, that that's really what can you what more can you ask for? He he's doing he did the bare minimum. But then you have a leader, right? So you say, Hey look, y'all. Uh, I'm cutting y'all hours this day and third. Everybody, oh man, da, da, da. we only have 400 hours, but we're gonna cut. This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna cut. And where I'm cutting that, I'm gonna come help y'all. Still join the groups. You gonna do that. You gonna do that. You gonna do that. I'm walk with you. I'm walk with you. I'm walk with you. Take five people. Five people. Five people. Make a team. Make a team. Um, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna go around and help each person, and we're gonna keep going around that way. And then once you're done, y'all go help the next person. Da da da. And that's more detail. You know, um, getting he getting in down there with them. Or she getting it down there with them, uh, making uh, making like detailed plans. You walking with people to show them what need to be done. It's just the leadership aspect, and now they feel more comfortable because you out there with them, showing and telling them how you want it done. Versus my saying, you know what you got to do. I'm taking your help. Still get it done. I come back in five hours. Versus somebody saying, you know, I'm taking your help, but I got a plan. Y'all do this. Y'all do that. Y'all do that. Breaking the groups. Once you're done, help them. Once you're done, help them. I'm gonna come walk around. Da da da. Those are two different managers, you know. So uh, when you ask about an average manager and a top form manager, a top form man, a top performer manager is gonna not only make it happen, but um, he or she is gonna make it happen seamlessly, almost like it's not gonna be no change. Even though there's big changes happening, you won't really feel it because they'll have a plan in place to make up for anything they took out of whatever y'all was doing. But an uh, average manager is going to say, hey, look, man, I'm cutting 400 hours because we up over. Y'all still got to get it done. I'm going to the office. <laughs> that's, just, that's the nature of the business. So leadership and, and, and management, uh, whereas they go hand in hand, um, you can also, you can definitely just be uh, in leadership and not be a manager. Because how many times have you seen where you have a manager or let's say this, yeah, you got a manager, and there's somebody up under him who is really running the show. That's the leader. That's not. The, that's the leader. The manager, they just he happen to be in a role. He's in a role where you can't disrespect him. He's just making a lot of money and maybe just pointing, you know, do this, do that. I'm not dissing him. That's a manager, cool. But then you got a leader on the floor who is, you know, doing, uh, leading by example, uh, touching, uh, making making uh, things happen, and also being uh, charismatic, still looking out for the people, um, making plays, making plans, you know what I'm saying, putting things in motion for someone to still be comfortable at work and feel like, damn, you know, certain things are attainable. 
I think the th- another difference in between a good manager and a, and a top performing manager is people look at a, a manager, I mean, an average manager or whatever, and realize, oh, nah, I could never do that. I, I ain't being in that position. No, I ain't doing that. But a top performing manager will make it look so effortlessly that I remember a top performing, oh, damn, a top performing manager will make it look so effortlessly that you got no choice but to respect it. So. Um, I'm almost finished, y'all. The last question, I think seven says, "Nope, no." Think about the skills and knowledge that you need to be effective in your job. What are they, and how did you acquire them? So I put down courage, knowledge, fairness, and reliability. And you acquire these by making mistakes. Make mistakes, being available, learning from those under and over you, understanding you don't know it all and being a team player. So we got a thing where I work, it's called core values, and you want to just focus on those core values. So you know, you want to be courageous. You want to um, deliver results. You want to focus on customers. could be a customer, uh, you know, basics, a trencher store. And you want to, uh, my favorite one, you know, you want to, uh, uh, damn, I forgot. I just don't tip my tongue just now, too. So you got deliver results, focus on customers. Uh, look at me messing up. Deliver results, focus on customers, be courageous, continue learning. Yeah, you want to continue learning. And that's my main thing, continue learning. Big, it's five of them, but I only listen to four. But continue learning is my favorite one because I feel like you 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 can never know too much, right? Uh, and also people under you can 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 learn new things and people over you can as well. So just because you in management and you're over somebody don't mean you can't learn from the person under you. I learn by curiously through a lot of people that's under me sometimes. Um, silently sometimes too, but also, hey, this is how it go. Oh, we're, okay, cool. Thank you for showing me. Blah blah blah. And that's that's how you acquire a lot of things. It's okay. Um, part of being courageous is, is is knowing when you're wrong and being okay with it, and saying, oh, thanks for showing me. You know, that's that's courageous because that also what that does is it gives that associate under you, the, the the feeling of okay, I could I could I could be something. You know, I know more. I know something he doesn't know. I know something she doesn't know. So it helps out a lot too. Um. Last one, it says, what has been your biggest mistake thus far? Could you have avoided them? I put, my biggest mistakes were all avoidable. All it required was me paying attention. Once I started to move at an effective and efficient pace, I've been great. And, um, yeah, man, my biggest mistakes, I think just really um, moving too fast for one and not wanting to conform with the new the new ways the company was going. You know, once you were a company for so long, you used to do it one way, you so you don't want to conform to these new ways. Once you start to do that, um you start to see that, you know, you you got to you got to you got to be on board with things. That's just the main the main thing, man. You got to be on board with things. Like it's like in a team. A team, if you if you supposed to play defense and you out there not playing defense, your team your team your team your team suffers. And I think that once I and then also stepping into role, I think my biggest mistake was being hesitant into stepping into a role. Like I was hesitant to step into that role that I was that was just there for me. Like yo, you should be in charge. You should be this. And I was hesitant. I would be quiet sometimes. I wouldn't say things. And once I started to step into that role and be more vocal and kind of uh, you know impose my will, put my foot down, and things of that nature, I realized that good things start happening for me. And it's like, damn, I could have been doing this. And it always was there for me. It just I just didn't do it. So 
Um, that's what, but that's 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 my, I made a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong, I made a lot more than those. You know what I'm saying? But or thinking that things is easy, nothing is easy. Even an easy day, I realize now that if I see an easy day, I make it hard for myself somehow, somewhere because if this is an easy day and I take it, the next time I have a hard day, it's gonna be super hard. I'm gonna keep thinking like, damn, when I had that easy day, I should have had just you know put some on my plate. And in management, it's no easy days. You know what I'm saying? It's, every day should be challenging. If it's not challenging, then Either you ain't doing your job or uh, something's wrong. So that's 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 the spill of that. But I wanted to give that to y'all because I thought it was dope. Uh, I'll probably send it to this person too so he can see it and just you know have more of a visual with it. I hope that uh, I didn't bore you guys too much with the talking. You know, uh, I wanted to make up for last episode, so I wanted to go a little longer. We almost had an hour, I think, or something like that. So um, yeah, man, uh, much respect to y'all. If y'all got topics that you want me to touch on. Don't be afraid to put in the comments or don't be afraid to message me and let me know. I'll definitely work on uh, or talk about any any topic. I'm trying to shy away from the gender wars, but if it's a gender conversation that needs to be had or just, I'm trying to stay, I ain't gonna lie, I'm trying to stay from that. I ain't really trying to do that. But um, yeah, man, this is a dope episode, man. Man, I should sell this book, man. One day it's gonna worth some money. This book, mark my words, man, this book one day probably can work some money. If you in this book, and some of y'all are, because some of y'all, some of y'all are, some of y'all are in this book. It's on my friends list, and because when I first started, all I did was people I knew, my friends. If you're in this book, if I first started a podcast and, and, and you, did a, you did an episode with me, my first like 50 some episodes or 100 episodes, you probably in this book. Book gonna work some money then one day. One day, it's gonna work something. One Master Podcast, we out.